Welcome, bo- welcome, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight, another episode of Boxing News today, and we've got uh, quite a bit to talk about, but mainly in a couple of uh, weight divisions. We're going to start off uh, with a story down under uh, involving Tim Sayu. He's uh, now going to face Carlos Ocambo on June 18th, taking place on the Gold Coast in Australia. Ocambo, who's 34 and two with 22 knockouts. Notably stopped Mikhail uh, Zuski uh, in hostile territory last year, setting up an October tussle with Sebastian Fandora. Though he fell short against the towering inferno, he gave it his all, and it's nice to see him get another big opportunity. He's not a biggest threat to Tsiayu, who's 22-0, by the way, 16 knockouts, as Tony Harrison was, but he's a reasonable opponent. I respect Tsiayu once again, keeping his name out there while waiting for Jermel Charlo to recover. Um, Tim said, I don't need this fight. I want to. I fear no one and will fight anyone. Carlos Ocambo is a perfect test for me right now, as his only losses have been at the very top for titles against the very best. So good luck. They also mentioned, uh, I believe, a couple of uh, people on the undercard. Let's have a quick look here. Oh, yes. The rest of the card looks solid alongside the previously revealed IBF Super Bantamweight Eliminator between Sam Goodman, 14-0, and Reis Alim, 20-0. Uh, Liam Wilson, 11-2, will face Eduardo Ramirez. And his first fight since dramatically and controversially falling to Emmanuel Navrate back in February. Ramirez is coming off a brutal stoppage loss to Isaac Cruz. But that was above his natural weight class, and he was on a nice little run beforehand. So, good news from down under. Now let's move along to the light heavyweights where Joshua Boazzi is getting a bit mouthy after his non-impressive victory over uh, the Polish Stepian on the weekend. Title hopeful Joshua Boazzi gave his performance a rating of 5 out of 10 as the Briton ended his long wait for the ring return with a comfortable but curiously flat points victory over Powell Stepien, according to sportnews.com, and made no secret of his desire for a shot at Dan Aziz during an exchange with his compatriot afterwards. In his first fight in almost a year, the 2016 Olympic Games medalist, Boazzi failed to extract a 14th stoppage from 17 professional fights against his composed opponent over Birmingham Arena, uh, controlling each round while infl- inflicting precious little meaningful damage on Stepien. I do wish I'd have got the knockout, said Boazzi, after going 10 rounds with the unbeaten pole as he fought for the first time since switching promoter and management. It was nice to get the rounds in. There was ring rust and all that stuff, but that wasn't on my mind. I boxed 10 rounds to get him out there. Credit him. He's awkward. And on the inside, he's skillful. A flurry in the second round, by the way, sent Sepien briefly against the ropes while the body shot from Boazzi in the seventh also took the wind out of the man who was fighting for the first time outside his homeland. Now, we move along to some other names in that particular division because Joshua Boatsy, in a subsequent interview, wants now to box London rival Anthony Yard. Yard is a two-time world title challenger who lost a unified uh, title fight against Arda Bredebiev, uh, though that was still credible showing against fearsome light heavyweight world champion, got to admit. But Croydon's Boatsy fought 175 uh, contender, uh, Stepien, uh, beating the term pole with a unanimous win and now wants to uh, fight Yard as well as Aziz. 
Uh, like Boatsy, Stepien is highly ranked with world title sanctioning bodies and victory over him positions the Croydon man for championship challenge. However, you'd have to wait for the chance to fight for one of the four major world titles. Better BF holds the IBF, WBO, and WBC titles, but is due to fight Liverpool's Callum Smith, while WBA champ Dimitri Bivol is looking at options which include a potential rematch with Saul Canelo Alvarez. So, Boatsy believes now is the time to fight London rival, light heavyweight, Anthony Yard. Uh, elsewhere, we see that uh, Don King, uh, still going at it. Don King held a press conference the other day and uh, featured Adrian the Problem Baroner, who says he wants to put and entertain the fans next month in his 10-round headliner against Bill Hutchinson. Uh, on June 9th at the Casino Miami JLI in Miami Beach, Florida. The 33-year-old Broner, who's 34-4-1, by the way, 24 knockouts, isn't worried about the ring rusk because he's been training for a long time for this fight, so he expects to be sharp despite coming off a two-year layoff. Broner last fought back in February 2021 when he defeated Giovanni Santiago by a 12-round unanimous decision that was shown on Showtime. That fight wasn't one of Broner's better performance, but he's got a lot more dialed in now, apparently, and is in a better place. It's difficult to know what to expect of Broner's opponent, Hutchison, 22-4, and four, by the way, uh, because he's been fighting on a lower level against little known opposition. With that said, if Broner isn't the fighter that he was in the past, he could lose. Anyway, he said, uh, I never dream small. I always dream big, and I personally know what I can do and what I bring to the table. Now I've got Dan King backing me. Uh, Broner isn't saying what the goal is for his uh, comeback, but it's believed he wants to fight for a world title at 140. If that's the case, he needs to pick wisely and steer clear of WBC champ Regis Progress or IBF champ Subriel Matias, because those guys would be a nightmare for Broner. Uh, that's courtesy of my friend Alan Fox over at BoxingNews24.com reporting on the, the press conference held by Don King, who said... I gave him a table full of money so that he knew that this is for real. M-O-N-E-Y, said King. He's a problem for anybody that's out there. The most important thing is a problem to the opponents. They know who he is and what they get in the ring with him. Broner is going to stand his ground and hit you back, and you can't hit him back. So that's what we're bringing to you on June 9th, said King. All righty. Now, speaking of Regis Progress, uh, who recently switched over to Matchroom. He said he never got the sense that top rank could deliver the fights he wanted the most involving fighters under his own banner. Um, and that uncertainty surrounding the future of some of the promotional's top 140-pound fighters apparently helped convince Progress to sign a deal with Eddie Hearn's Matchroom. In a recent interview, he said uh, uh, why he chose to link up with Matchroom despite the fact he has long called out fighters associated with top rank, including Jose Ramirez, Josh Taylor, and Teofimo Lopez. Progress decision drew criticism in some circles because Matchroom's offerings at 140 are less than robust, uh, at least on paper. So, uh, Progress pointed out uh, that he has sufficient cause to believe that signing with top rank uh, would not have led to the fights he wanted most and said he believes Ramirez has one fight left on his contract with top rank anyway and that Lopez's future with the company was murky at best. So, um, he has an upcoming fight with Taylor on June 10th at Madison Square Garden in New York City, and uh, 
top rank has an exclusive content output arrangement with ESPN. Progress also said that he received indications that Taylor could look to move up to welterweight sooner rather than later. First off, Progress said, Top Rank offered me a longer contract and Matchroom offered me a shorter contract. The fighters I want at Top Rank are Ramirez, Josh Taylor, Teal, right? If you look at Ramirez, from what I understand, Ramirez has one more fight at Top Rank, so I wouldn't be, be guaranteed to fight him anyway. Honestly, I don't think Ramirez will ever fight me. I don't. I just really don't. Ramirez has one fight. He got. He might go to Matchroom too. And if I go to Matchroom, Matt Ramirez might stay at Top Rank. Ramirez, this is his last fight. Tio or he said he's not going to ESPN no more. This might be his last fight at Top Rank too. And Josh Taylor might be 147. So all right then, who am I left with at Top Rank? Over to Matchroom side. I feel. I just feel like Eddie. All those fights I named. Eddie can work with those promoters. He can get them. He can definitely still make those fights happen. Progress is uh, is hoping that Hearn can deliver a fight for him involving either Ryan Garcia or IBF 140-pound titleist Subriel Matias, who I just mentioned previously. And it's a three-fight deal with Matchroom, he said. And then we're we're trying to get Matias. Matias has a belt. I do want a unification, either to fight him or Ryan Garcia. So there you go. There's some interesting news. Elsewhere to wrap up uh, today's show, we've got some news from, uh, we don't talk about this often, but I thought I'd mention it today, and uh, this this this, this bridgeweight division. Uh, South Africa's Kevin Larina meets Kotor-born Rayed Merhi, who fights out of Brussels, Belgium, in a WBC bridgeweight title eliminator, and that's going to take place at Emperor's Palace near Kempton Park. This upcoming weekend, which will be shown on Supersport. The WBC is the only boxing organization that recognizes the bridgeweight division with a limit of 224 pounds or 101 kilograms. The WBC, WBC president, Maurizio Suleiman, stated that the bodies, uh, that the heavy, sorry, stated that today's heavyweights are simply too big, making it unsafe for some of the smaller big men. So that is why they created the division back in July 2020. Uh, the first world championship championship fight took place on October 22nd, 2021, between Oscar Rivas and Ryan Rosicki, with Rivas winning a 12-round unanimous points decision. And the title is currently held by Lukas Rosanski out of Poland. Uh, since making his pro debut on 30th of November 2011, the always superbly conditioned Lorena, who's 28 and 2, by the way, uh, who fights for from the Southpaw stance has won the WBF Africa WBC Youth uh, Silver South African IBO Cruiserweight titles and the WBA Intercontinental Heavyweight title. In his most recent last fight on 3rd of December at Tottenham Spurs Arena uh, in London against Daniel Dubois for the WBA Secondary Heavyweight title, he had his opponent down three times in the first round before being stopped in the third round. Fortunately for Dubois, uh, there was a no uh, three knockdown rule in place. The South African will celebrate his 31st birthday on 5th of May. Uh, I guess celebrated and has not picked an easy, easy one for his return to action coming off a stoppage loss. So there you go. Some news out of the Bridgeweight division. And I want to thank you, uh, boxing fans, for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up. Thank you.